0: Welcome to OV Boss Babes, where we showcase female entrepreneurs, working professionals, community builders, and local makers and creators. Our podcast is all about babes supporting babes, learning about community builders, and of course, female empowerment. Get inspired to the only podcast in the Ottawa Valley that showcases local babes in our community and join our tribe of boss babes where everyone is Welcome. Hi everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Boss Babe Corner. With a goal to provide customers with a shopping experience that tantalizes all five senses, this well-known boutique was founded in 1999. She attributes their success to her dedicated team who connects and creates long-term customer relationships, helping shoppers to not only find what they're looking for, but also help by make them feel great and empowered while leaving the store with a warm feeling. From candles and soaps to home decor and the latest fashion pieces, this small-town store brings you high-end fashion that's affordable, trendy, and comfortable. Let's throw it back to 1999 and attribute the success of any brick-and-mortar that is still thriving and keeping up the trends, and it's still found downtown Renfrew today. Please welcome Lisa Vincent from Ella's Keeping Company in Renfrew. Hi, Holly. Lisa, welcome to OB Boss Babes. How are you doing? I'm great, thanks. Thanks for inviting me. Lisa, before we get into Ella's Keeping Company and the history behind your store, I want to get to know you better. So are you originally from the Renfrew area?
1: I am sort of from the Renfrew area. Um, My family, my mom was born and raised in Renfrew. Uh, I always lived in southern Ontario until we moved here permanently, and I was in my late 20s at that point, Um, but uh, our family cottage was on the Ottawa River, and my mother, being a teacher, we spent every summer there and, and spent time with my family, my grandmother, grandfather, my aunts and uncles and cousins, and yeah, so I kind of am an import, but I have definite ties, and now I've been here longer than I've been away from here, so.
0: Now, when you first opened Keeping Company's doors in 1999, I'm intrigued. I want to know like what it looked like back then and what specific products that you were carrying because a 90s home decor and lifestyle store, Lisa, looked a lot different than what it looks like now and the products that you would have sold back then.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. It sure did. And uh, I had previously worked for 10 years with the Hudson's Bay Company. So kind of had a bit of a feel as to what was uh, really trending with home decor and um, so when we first opened it was really the store was about half the size it is now and we basically just focused on home decor and gifts at the time um we did a bit of a sort of an urban country look at the time with a lot of rustic pieces uh wood pieces that were kind of on trend Um, we initially started right off with candles and uh, have continued to do so and sort of evolved with uh, with which brands we carry and it's we always do a bit of a a test run with them too before we bring a line in we try them out and see that they're of good quality and fragrance Uh, and we had a bit of bath and body as well and sort of some unique gifts but everything for sure I mean we're coming through the tail end of sort of the Victorian trend in decor and entering into a bit of a more country look and that's certainly what
0: the store showed at that point. Do you still have pictures of what it looked like back then too, Lisa? Like, I would love to be able to see like some throwback Thursday. Like there, there can be like your throwback Thursday before you get into your FriAs.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what? And I should dig some up because I do have some on file, but of course they're the old fashioned pictures because back then there's no such thing as cell phones or digital. So, um, it would just be a matter of finding the box that we put those away in and, and grabbing them. But That's a great idea.
0: Yeah, because I was like looking online when I was conducting my research and I'm like, I love seeing what stores used to look like back in the day. And and especially when um, I'm thinking about my area, like in downtown Pembroke, I love seeing the evolution of stores and what used to be there before. And it's kind of nice mm-hmm. because you've been a staple in the Renfrew area for, for so many years. It's, well, you guys are coming up on your 23rd year this year. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, you've stayed there the entire time. So, I mean, it must have just be so interesting to see it change and and evolve throughout the years.
1: Oh, for sure. And we've seen a huge involvement with uh, just even with the construction of downtown. Since I've been there, the downtown core has been kind of redesigned twice. So, um, you know, if you just take that into consideration and not even the shops that have turned over, the shops that have updated their facades and that sort of thing, there's been a lot of evolvement.
0: Now going back to the initial stages of opening your store Lisa and I didn't know this until I actually conducted my research because I didn't grow up in Renfrew but up until 2009 there actually used to be the Renfrew Mall and I read that it was once a thriving shopping center which makes me which makes me think a little bit of our own store at the Pembroke Mall I mean it's still surviving but a lot of a lot of businesses are wanting to get out of there they don't want to be inside a mall anymore they all want to be in downtown areas so, what made you actually want to be in the downtown space back when the mall was the place to be back in the day?
1: Yeah, well, the reason being is that I had just spent ten years working for the Hudson's Bay Company, and I had been in the Toronto region and Ottawa, and been at a bunch of different stores uh, working as in as a merchandise manager. And doing that, I had experienced the mall atmosphere, and I think. Uh, when I made the decision to leave, my boys were one and four at the time. Um, I was spending two hours on the road commuting as well as putting in long management hours and I wanted to spend more time with them. So because I was leaving my career to do that, it just made sense to be downtown where life seemed to be a little simpler and slower
0: paced and more family oriented. That's interesting. Yeah. Because when I think back to the the 2000s, that's where everybody was flocking was at the malls. Like That's where everybody was hanging out. Everyone was hanging out at the food court. You weren't doing anything on a Saturday afternoon. You head to the mall. And uh, I mean, the downtown core has always been the place to be. But really back in that time, though, it really was the shopping centers were, were where it's right. at. And so now it's, it's interesting now because we are seeing so many closures of malls and everybody wanting and actually, fighting to be in the downtown areas.
1: Yeah, for sure. And and I do have to, as I say, attribute my my career with the the Bay when I worked there because, um, you know, sort of the I guess there was a little bit of writing on the wall that we knew from working in the malls that there was going there was a bit of a, a change from the mall atmosphere and a growth in other sectors. And we've seen that in places like Tanger Outlets and the centrum where it's not necessarily an enclosed shopping mall. Um, so I, I kind of did have a bit of a pulse on that, but really it was more of a personal choice for me. Just having had done that atmosphere, um, uh, you get to the point where you want to find as much enjoyment out of your career as possible, as well as family becomes important when you have children. So
0: Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Now, before Ella's Keeping Company, your boutique was Keeping Company, and then it evolved to Keeping Company and Ella's Boutique. I actually had to reach out to Amber Sweeney to get the full story on this because I was like, wait a second, I need to know the breakdown of how this worked. So I guess my first question for you, Lisa, is how did you come up with the name Keeping Company for your boutique?
1: Okay, well, that's a bit of an interesting story, actually. When I originally was working towards planning the store, I had two business partners, who were with me um, through the planning of the store as well as into the first year that we opened. Um, and at the time we were kind of brainstorming as to what to call the store and throwing around ideas. Um, we kind of wanted to have that feel that uh, if we were a boutique where people wanted to come and meet and interact, and you know, sort of where friends could visit and get together and consider us friends as well. Um, so in that brainstorming session, the term Hobnob came out, um, and, and someone threw that out as an idea. And when we looked Hobnob up in the dictionary, it actually was keeping company. Really? So that's where keeping company came from. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then when we added the, the fashion end of it, of course, then the Ellis became incorporated too. So,
0: so whatever ended up happening to your other business partners?
1: Well, uh, both of them had uh, were originally from different career paths. And uh, it just, you know, as most small business owners know, it's not an easy go. And I certainly knew what retail was all about. I'd been doing it for a decade. Um, but yeah, it just it just didn't work out for everyone's wants and desires. And, you know, and in life in general, too. So um, one partner left her first uh, she had another business with her husband and it was just I guess it was too much with both and then the other partner was a nurse by trade and uh, you know being in retail in the first year is not very lucrative and she needed an income so that's that's essentially what happened is she went back to her previous position as a nurse and uh, me being the diehard uh, retailer I continued along
0: All right, Lisa, the moment we've all been waiting for. Tell us the inspiration behind the name Ella's Keeping Company. And of course, the classy, the fashionable and the beautiful lady herself, your nanny, Ella.
1: Yeah, well, in 2007, there was an opportunity that uh, came to us to expand the store. Uh, The space behind us became vacant. It had recently or previously been rented and it, it became vacant. And right around the same time, the ladies' fashion store across the street from us closed. And we shared a lot of the same customers. So they were very sad to lose the fashion store. And we're asking all about it. And it just seemed like serendipity that this space was available. I had been looking at business ideas to expand. And the fashion area, the, all the lines and the, the the business became available. So it seemed natural to call the back end of the store where all the fashion was uh, Ellis after my grandmother, because she always had such a love of fashion, a love of shopping. I think she passed that along to her daughters and granddaughters over all the years. Um, And I guess she was, you could call her, she was a bit of a monarch when it came to fashion. So a little bit like my friend Iris that I like to, uh, to quote on Mondays. So that's where it it became Ellis. And over the years the fashion just sort of continued to expand more and more and it we called it Ella's a keeping company but then when we rebranded we just simplified it and I think we although people do still know us for home decor, I think fashion's in the forefront of their minds when they think of us. So
0: well, I'm not going to lie, for the longest time, I thought that Iris was actually Ella, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, she is so fashionable, and then when I looked her up, I'm like, oh no, no, wait, wait a second, these are two different people, yeah, (laughs) but did she have, like, the same kind of fashion sense as
1: Iris, though? She, she was certainly more traditional than Iris. Iris is certainly avant-garde, but my grandmother loved, art and creating paintings and ceramics and macrame there is every time we turned around she was doing something artistic so in that way she very much reminded me of Iris Um, and she always loved to be well put together no matter what she was doing you know even if she was lounging around the house things had to coordinate and match and she had her accessories and and had her lipstick on and that kind of thing so in a lot of the ways they're they are similar spirits for sure.
0: Yeah. What a beautiful tribute too. So what can people expect with Alice Keeping Company? Like what kind of clothes, home decor and gift ideas do you all carry?
1: Yeah. Well, as far as clothing, we really try to find lines that are unique and on trend and of quality materials and design. So um, this includes, we've been trying to focus on buying as many Canadian-made fashions as possible. Unfortunately, over the years, a lot of those manufacturers have closed and gone offshore. And a lot of the designers source even the the fabrics from overseas, even if they do bring them into Canada to make them, the fabrics are sourced overseas. So, um, and that became a little bit of a predicament, of course, during the pandemic because of all the delays in shipping and getting hands-on input products. But uh, we are lucky enough to have a number of Canadian made fashions and lines. Um, so that's fabulous. Now with regards to um, the home decor and, and uh, gift end of things, again, we try to focus on something that's maybe a little more unique um, and good quality, uh, as well as something that kind of brings something to to someone. So whether it's um, a smile to your face or something like, with regards to a candle, a fragrance that brings back good memories, um, just something that makes you feel good. And that's what really we try to focus on is, is something that's going to make you feel, feel special or feel good about yourself or feel like you look like you can take on the world.
0: Now, do you go with products that you like, or do you carry a variety of products from local makers, specifically in the Ottawa Valley? Like, I know you say you can, you carry Canadian products, but I'd love to hear about some local products from Ottawa Valley vendors.
1: Well, probably the, the biggest one people will recognize is Whitewater Candle. So we carry Whitewater Candle. Um, there's It's a bit of a teaser now. There's a, a line we're bringing in from Elmont, and it's not quite ready to come in yet, but... Uh, we will be carrying an, a candle line from Elmont as well. Um, a lot of our vendors, because I had sourced them previous to the pandemic as well. Um, you know, we, we carry barefoot Venus, uh, body care products. They're from the West Coast, Um, and we've carried them for a number of years, even prior to the pandemic. I'm sourcing a new, um, skincare and body care line. That's, um, from Western Ontario. So, um, Not all Ottawa Valley per se, but uh, certainly I always keep my eyes and ears open for that. Um, And we listen to what our customers are asking for, as well as what staff are asking for, because honestly, if they're going to sell the product, they've got to believe it and they've got to like it. So definitely if we can't stand something, yeah, it's not coming through the doors because all of it. We've tried it in the past when someone's been asking for something repeatedly and we say, okay, well, let's bring it in, even though we can't stand it. And I'm thinking of the big rooster trend back in the uh, sort of the late 90s. And uh, none of us liked liked roosters. So, but no, we had people asking for it. We brought it in. Well, that was the thing that went on sale because the staff didn't sell it. So (laughs) that was a lesson learned that, you know, we listen to our customers, but I also know what my staff, like as well to, to do that um, and I also too in order to pick lines I you know the, the not so fun part is I analyze the numbers at, at the end of every season and I look at my margins I look at my turnover I look at myself through on categories I even go down to a, a, with fashion to the size level um, to determine what we were overstocked on and what we were understocked on so a lot of the decisions as to what to bring in are the categories I see growth in so and a good example of that is you're probably a little familiar with our cheeky gift ideas and some people might call them risk day but uh some of them are some of them are a little more tame but uh during the pandemic in particular they did so well because I think everyone needed a good laugh and so we were continuing to sell through And reorder from our regular customers, or from our regular companies, I should say. And um, because of the growth, then I started researching other companies. And now that category for us has grown exponentially. And that was all based on the numbers that we were just selling through consistently. And you know what, it doesn't hurt to have a good laugh and feel fun.
0: It's so true. Yeah. I don't know what it is. The cheeky and vulgar products, whether it be a mug or a plant holder or a coaster, like everybody loves them and they're funny. And like, like who doesn't love, you know, a cactus in a, in a holder that says like, don't be a little prick on it. Like that's always my go-to, but it's just, it's, it's hilarious. And it's the millennials and the Gen Z's who are buying it too. Like that's, those are your consumers who are, are wanting that stuff. Yeah,
1: and, and for sure. I see the, the younger folks, but it's surprising because of what's gone on the last couple of years, even some of my older customers who previously I would have kind of hid that product in the corner where I knew they wouldn't see it and be offended by it. They're loving it too. Some ladies will come in and they've gone for lunch and they come in and all of a sudden you hear the laughter starting and by the time they leave they've got tears rolling down their faces (laughs) and it's it's so great to to experience that
0: yeah Lisa I am just so intrigued by by your years of experience being in the industry that you are in um because you have really seen like all the trends and the changes and again like even even the acceptance of products like that because you're right like I mean in 2000 like in the 2000s That stuff would never have been at the forefront center on display, let alone like in a front window, like that would be like tucked away. And maybe you'd (laughs) even like only ever keep those products for like certain, certain customers that maybe you'd bring out. You know what I mean? Like, I just think back to stuff like that, that it would just, that would just be so unheard of. Totally. And
1: people would be offended if you had something like that out and yeah, we, we, we always had a few sort of funny cards along that line that maybe pushed the envelope a little bit, but uh, it was always, you you didn't have that right in, in everybody's face. You had yeah. that kind of hidden off to the side so that you didn't offend your customers, but everyone seems to really enjoy the, the humor in it now. And uh, it's nice. It's nice to see that, uh, you know, people are letting loose a little bit, maybe.
0: Yeah, well, I think it also means that people are recognizing that women swear, we say the F word, and we also drink more than just a little glass of wine. Yeah, yeah. and, and those are my big, too.
1: oh, for sure, and that's my biggest selling, my, my wine category and my swear category.
0: And because it can, it's true, we're like, finally, honesty. <laughs> So in October 2020, Alice Keeping Company transformed from a clothing and lifestyle store in Renfrew to an eye-catching boutique in Renfrew whose visual identity became much more apparent, and that was because you guys rebranded. And honestly, Lisa, what a transformation it was. And this is important to a business because your brand identity is what sets you apart from others. And your mentor was really instrumental in helping to create your vision on not just your logo, but what truly represents the classy, the fun and comfortable lifestyle products that Ella's Keeping Keeping Company carries. So we have to shine a light on her because I am such a huge fan. So let's talk about your graphic designer that you worked with to incorporate specific colors and the representation that your Logos Tulip also has.
1: Yeah, I worked with Amber Sweeney and I had met Amber through the Chamber of Commerce, the uh, Area Chamber of Commerce. We had served on the board together um, and had worked on a small project for the pandemic uh, regarding uh, sort of helping businesses get a bit of exposure so I was already a fan as soon as I decided that it was time to take a look at uh, doing something new with us Um, so it just made a ton of sense for me to reach out to Amber and ask her if she was interested in taking on our project and of course she did and she was a pleasure to work with she's so professional so creative and I'm thrilled with what we came up with together and she guided me right through the whole process and the wonderful thing is is that she asked so many questions so that she knew what my my motivating factors were to be in the business what I loved about the business what I maybe didn't like so much and she incorporated that in the overall color frame and this the story of the business and the feel of of our new rebranding just it communicates that so perfectly
0: I cannot say enough great things about Amber or sing her praise enough because I always when I always think you know about my podcast I'm like you took my business from a zero to a 10 overnight I've learned so much I've learned how to really brand myself and I found that she really like took that with Ella's Keeping Company and um Mm -hmm. you know she really brought that to light
1: yeah I, I you know what as I say I can't say enough about her I I it was wonderful to work with her and and she did. She she taught me so much. I mean, my my degrees in marketing, so I certainly obviously have some solid knowledge about that. But branding really wasn't much of an issue when I took marketing. So it was so helpful I, because I knew it was something that was very important and I should be employing it. But having someone as uh, so much of an expert as she was, and so creative and so knowledgeable to educate me was wonderful. And then to employ the new branding for the store, it's been, I i can't look back. It's just, <laughs> it's been fabulous.
0: Yeah. So anybody looking to do a rebrand or get somebody to do your graphics or logo for you, I mean, shout out a million times to Amber Sweeney from Sweeney Curations. You will not regret it. Worth every yeah. penny. <laughs>
2: Thanks for tuning in to the OV Boss Babes podcast. We're going to hear from our sponsors. Don't go away, we'll be right back. Looking for a job in Renfrew or Lanark County? The Labor Market Group of Renfrew and Lanark has launched the most comprehensive job board in the region, pulling from over 35 different job sites with an interactive map to show you the resources surrounding each job, from childcare to grocery stores and more. And with additional tools, such as our Career Explorer, you'll find labour market information, including average wages and career change pathways, all in one place. Fill up your job toolkit today by visiting jobs.labormarketgroup.ca. The Ottawa Valley Tourist Association is the destination marketing organization for Renfrew County. They will lead your path to outdoor adventure, scenic strolls, open roads, rustic artisans and more. As an advocate for over 250 tourism businesses, accommodations and events, they will put you in touch with the locals who craft experiences for every wanderer every season. Beyond marketing, The Ottawa Valley Tourist Association provides members training and business development, workforce recruitment and networking opportunities. The Ottawa Valley Tourist Association is the voice of tourism in Renfrew County and represents the interests of the tourism sector at the regional, provincial and federal levels. If you are a tourism business or event or a supplier whose services to the tourism industry consider joining the Ottawa Valley Tourist Association Tourism Family. Membership is free and benefits begin as soon as you join. To become a member and to help visitors find their next path to explore, get in touch at info at ottawavalley.travel. Hey, it's Alex. I'm a girl mom, Beachbody coach and the raddest bus driver you've ever met. Follow me at alex.fokard for fitness motivation and relate to my real life truths on my socials. And you're listening to the OV
0: Boss Babes
2: podcast.
0: Now I want to shift gears a bit because not only are you busy looking after everything at Ella's, but you're also a real estate appraiser in what has been a very crazy and unpredictable market. And side note, Lisa, did you appraise the multi-million dollar home and that was that was on sale back in the spring?
1: the one on the Ottawa river.
0: Yeah. But
1: I couldn't actually,
0: because a family member
1: sold property. So it's a conflict of interest oh, for me to be involved in it.
0: Interesting. So, interestingly
1: enough, um, because a lot of my family are in real estate as sales agents and brokers. So I'm on the other perspective as an appraiser because I work essentially for the bank, not for the sellers or the buyers, but, uh, Yeah, it's, uh, I've certainly, because of the pandemic and the way that the market has become and the prices have gone up, I've, in the last couple of years, I've had my fair share of multimillion dollar homes that I've, I've had to appraise, which is kind of interesting for sure.
0: It's interesting for sure, especially because, you know, who would ever think that we'd be having multimillion dollar homes in the Ottawa Valley? Although we have been seeing so many gorgeous, huge properties. I just took a drive actually this afternoon with my my daughter. We needed to get out of the house today. We are all sick. And I'm like, we need to get out of the house and go somewhere. And we were driving by the waterfront. And I was looking at all these gorgeous, huge properties, but easily, easily multimillion dollar properties now. It's crazy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think we were due for a bit of a correction with regards to the waterfront properties in particular, because previous to the pandemic, a lot of the city people, a lot of the Toronto, Ottawa, um, you know, even other provinces didn't know about our little Ottawa Valley. So a lot of the waterfront properties really were not selling at what they potentially could have because of the beautiful New builds that are on them. I think that the market has corrected a lot of that. I think that now people have discovered us and uh, that's
0: helped the prices for sure. And I think that's going to continue. I agree. So, Lisa, how do you determine the current value of a property? I'm so interested in this.
1: Okay. Well, basically, as an appraiser, you're primarily most of my work is from the banks. The banks hire us to to put a price on a property for mortgage financing. We do a little bit for estate planning as well as, or if one partner's trying to buy out another partner, that sort of thing, sometimes for capital gains purposes. But the majority of our business is is mortgage financing. Um, And for us as an appraiser to put a value on a property, you come to that valuation using what's called the direct comparison approach. And you, you identify three or more sales that have occurred so actual transactions where someone has purchased a a property and the money has changed hands. um you identify those similar to whatever property you're appraising and then adjustments are made for the differences and based on that you come to usually a weighted value of your estimated market value so it sometimes it's great um in the respect that there's a lot like right now there's lots of turnover. So you're getting a good, good um, look at value. And it's very, very accurate. At the start of the pandemic, when prices were just starting to rise, um, we, we all knew that the market was growing, but there were no transactions that had occurred to support those some of those initial values. So uh, we were limited with regards to that as appraisers to put values on what had actually sold. But that's all caught up, of course, now with everything that's occurred. So.
0: And what factors will have an impact on the value that your home is worth?
1: Well, you've heard this, uh, everyone's heard this over the years, location, location, location. So number one, that's your, your biggest factor Um, and uh, condition is the other big factor, you know, the condition of a home, because you can have a home that's, you know, run, run, down and ramshackle next to a multi-million dollar beautiful built home. So that obviously is going to impact value. But if you wanted to say, if someone was interested in say, in learning, okay, I want to do a little bit of work to my home. I want to do what's going to bring the most value to my home. Um, the four big things are kitchens, bathrooms, finished basements, and
0: garages. Lisa, I cannot believe that on top of everything else that you're doing, you're also going back to school. What are you going back to school for? And how do you have time to fit this into your life? I'm not sure if I have much time to fit
1: it in. That's been a big challenge. But um, I'm taking the courses. It's all uh, distance learning, of course, online um, with UBC. And it's essentially, it's obtaining my certification for the appraisal. So I am looking to be able to get fully certified. Right now, I'm working as a candidate member, um, and I work for Chantal Levine Appraisal Services. Uh, But in order to get to the next designation level, I do have to complete certain courses. It's pretty extensive, um, the level of education, and I'm happily on my very final course. So...
0: Good I should you. wrap
1: that up by January.
0: Oh my gosh, the end is soon near. Yeah, right around the corner. <laughs> now, I want to quickly talk about the downtown Renfrew community and the neighboring businesses. How has being a part of the downtown Corbin integral in your entrepreneurial journey?
1: Well, you know what? I've, I've always found being town downtown in a small town is great. I absolutely love the atmosphere of working with other small business owners. You know, you're in a mom and pop business and you're working with other mom and pop operations. And it just for me, it, it feels like there's a, a family vibe going on with your, the other businesses in your town, as well as you get to know your community because you're in a small town and you get to know the people walking in and out of your door. So um, you get to know everyone on such a much more intimate level than you do in bigger environments or in, say, the shopping mall, for example. Um, and I think what that has helped for me is it strengthened my focus on building relationships and on customer service in general. And not only does it apply to my store, but I think it makes a huge difference in my other career as well, because the the focus is on building those relationships and providing a good service.
0: Now, Lisa, are you one of the longest, like long lasting standing businesses in the downtown area?
1: certainly getting up there we were the young guys at (laughs) one point i mean scott's and son's hardware i think is the oldest business right now uh scott shoes has been around a lot longer than us too um and uh well the, the metro the grocery store has changed hands but it's kind of been sort of the same location but yeah, there's, I, there's certainly a handful of businesses that have been around as long or longer, but I think we're kind of getting long in the tooth now. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So here's how I, here's how I see you, Lisa. I see you not as the grandma, the downtown core, because you haven't been around as long as others, but you're the fun and cool aunt who's aging like a fine wine. You are the one that everybody wants to chill and and hang out with, and you're still cool with all the trends and, and you're still setting trends. So that's how I see you. I see you as like a cool aunt in in the downtown core.
1: That's a good and good assimile, so.
0: <laughs> oh, but it must be just so bittersweet though, too, when you're seeing like all these businesses who've been around, you know, for years, like I'm thinking Fraser's. I know you guys had a Fraser's in Renfrew and when yeah. our Fraser's closed, like that was a big that was like a big moment for our community being like, wow, like that time has come where, where they're closing down and moving on. Like I still drive past it and being like, oh, I can still see like the mannequins in the window. Like that was the go-to place. And then, you know, when you see that, that change too, and then as well as all new business owners that are coming in and, you know, keeping the community young and vibrant and seeing all the new changes that are coming in. And yeah, it must just be so interesting just seeing all the changes happening.
1: Oh, it sure is. And there have been a lot that have, retired in the last number of years and for all different reasons some were just ready some i think you know it uh, just things didn't work out for whatever reason but um it is nice to see though that things in downtown renfrew don't seem to stay vacant for very long we we end up with somebody new and someone with some great new ideas and fresh outlook and it, it's exciting. It's, it keeps, it also keeps me young. I feel because, you know, someone's come in with something new and exciting and it excites me again. It reignites what, you know, you might have been getting a little bit stagnant in, in your thoughts and your outlooks, but when someone new comes along with some new ideas and, you know, freshens things up, it it's great.
0: Now, Lisa, I'm getting the impression that you're not about to retire anytime soon. You're still in this for the long haul. Am I right? Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I'm not going anywhere.
1: I I think they'll be carrying me out in my pine box. That's probably what will happen at, at this stage.
0: I love it. Now, do you have any, any succession planning for the business or anything? Do you have any ideas of, you know, who, who you might want it to take over at some point, or you're not even, you're not even there yet.
1: Haven't quite gotten there. I've given it some thought. Sadly, I have two boys. So neither of them is too interested in taking over the business at any at any time in the future. But, uh, you know, I certainly I keep my eyes and ears open for if there's anyone who is interested. And, you know, quite honestly, I guess if if someone came across and it was uh, t- too good to be true, it's certainly something I wouldn't turn away. But uh it would have to be the right person too, because it does become your baby when you start a business and put all your heart and soul into it. So you want that to continue. You know, you want someone who loves it as much as you and has the same heart for it. So,
0: Well, we're just happy to hear that the Iris uh, quotes are not going away anytime soon. Nope. And same with the Fridays and the the Monday motivation and <laughs> all of those fun things. And hopefully now the Throwback Thursdays will be coming now too.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with when I get back to the store, I'm going to certainly dig
0: through the boxes and see what I can find. I might have to sneak down to the basement to find that. I'm excited to see the pictures. I'm definitely going to be tuning in and watching along to see because that's going to be fun. Now, you know what else is fun, Lisa? That's my rapid 10. And we're going to dive right into that because I've got some fun questions for you. Are you ready? Okay, I'm set. All right. You were just at the Thread Show in Toronto shopping for spring inventory. So can you give us a sneak peek at one fashion trend that's going to be hot in 2023?
1: Okay, well, it's sort of started this past spring. You saw it, it's dresses.
0: What do you mean for dresses? Like be more specific.
1: Well, anything from casual dresses to more formal dresses for special occasions. We're seeing all lengths of dresses again, um, and I think that you're going to see rather than someone wear on a pair of casual pants and a t-shirt, t-shirt dresses are are really big again.
0: Okay. I'm really excited to ask you this question. So back in the day when prank calling was all the rage, because again, 1999, everybody was prank calling. People were calling the Colonel at KFC. People were calling Canadian Tire, asking if their tires are really Canadian. Yeah, that might've been something me and my friends did. Did (laughs) anyone call the store asking to speak to Ella?
1: No, ironically, we didn't have that. I did have some emails come through addressed to Ella, but uh what, what we did have a few phone calls when people called through and they would ask, oh, what's keeping company all about? We decided early on that our little joke was gonna be, well, we're in escort service. <laughs> Shut up! Did you really? <laughs> we did and the odd time it comes out again
0: <laughs> that's hilarious now does anybody ever come in and saying oh i'm looking i'm looking for ella or they or do they call you ella they,
1: i have been called ella yes and uh, actually i was my middle name is ellen because my grandmother's name was ellen um but was shortened to ella probably as a young child so it's funny when they ask for ella i kind of am ella <laughs> ella
0: ella the the front and center of the escort service
1: exactly
0: <laughs> that's so funny oh my gosh okay speaking of back in the day these jeans were quite popular with millennials in the 90s and the early 2000s and they're still around now and they may not take home the golden jeans but they do in another category lisa what brand of jeans are these silver yes yes I was kind of dropping a couple hints there. So I was hoping you'd get that
1: one. Yeah. They just uh, celebrated a big anniversary. So yeah. Great gene.
0: You carry this cheeky brand of soap whose brand gives no flying. Well, you know, (laughs) do you know what it's called? Whiskey river. (laughs) It's Friday as we're recording this and so on Ella's keeping company, social media, that would mean it's time for a Friday funny post. So what is your Friday funny for us?
1: Well, today it was Jason Momoa.
0: And what what was the quote?
1: Well, the picture is, uh, one picture is of Jason Momoa, and he says, hi, I'm Jason. And then in the next picture, it zooms out, and he's pushing a more, and it says, and this is Momoa.
0: (laughs) That's cute. Babes supporting babes. Who's another local boutique owner that you'd like to recognize that you follow and shop from?
1: Well, ironically, um... Probably the one I followed the most in the, in the past was Audrey from Audrey's Fashions and Audrey recently retired and now her niece has taken over the business. And a lot of that has to do just with, um, sort of longevity of having gone to Audrey's when I was a teenager with my mom and my grandmother and, you know,
0: kind of it's near and dear to heart.
1: So I've always kind of kept my pulse on what they're doing.
0: Interesting. Oh, that's so great that her niece ended up taking it over. Yeah. Another badass brand that you have are owned by a couple out in Saskatchewan that includes hilarious coasters that say, I prefer the bottom. I love that one. Tumblers that say, oh honey, I'm that mom. And wall decor that includes, welcome to the shit show. I feel like I need all of these products in my life. What brand is this one? This is Pine Tree Innovations. Woo-hoo, you got it have you ever thought of tagging Iris in any of her posts? Because the reason why I bring this up is because I feel like if you did it enough, she would be, she would be following Ella's keeping company and how cool would that be? But you know, what would be even cooler is if you sent her an email because her email is listed on her Instagram, I did some creeping and you invited her to run through and did like your next like pop up and actually had Iris at full at Ella's keeping company.
1: I think that's an, awesome idea and you know what I'm going to jump all over that because we actually have for spring iris sweaters coming in and we are planning to do a little bit of a surprise for spring with regards to iris and uh doing a little something in store uh that'll feature iris so I think that's a great idea to tie in with what we're planning for spring
0: Lisa, if you don't ask, you don't get. Email her, tag her, get on it, because I think it can happen.
1: I'm going to, I'm jumping all over that one for sure. I'm like so excited.
0: <laughs> can we find you more likely to sport silver jeans or Charlie B's?
1: Oh, I think,
0: you know what? I'm probably about half and half in my wardrobe. <laughs> and who is one local boss, babe, Lisa, that you think everyone should know about?
1: That's hard to narrow down because I know a good load of them.
0: Well, you know I've... what?
1: That's all right. Shout them all out if you want. Yeah, well, I think Sylvie from Picket Fence. I Christina from The Flower Factory. Kaylee from Dash of Fab. Um. That's well, the top three probably, we, been, cool. we, we tend to all work together and try to to promote our businesses with each other. and there's they're great to work together. I'll tell you that. That's one nice thing about uh, those wonderful ladies.
0: Well, we're going to include them in the podcast notes to make sure that they know that you gave them shout outs, as well as Amber, as, lo- as well as all the other Canadian companies that we mentioned on the podcast. Because you know what? We're all about babes supporting babes and empowering one another. And so we want everybody to listen to your episode and know the great things that we said about them. And Lisa, we're going to bring it back to you, though, because today is your day. We're pumping the crap out of your episode. And of course, Alice Keeping Company. So tell everybody where they can find you in store to find you. To- shop online as well as your social media handles
1: perfect yeah well we're located downtown renfrew at 187 raglan street south we're basically just across the road from the royal bank which everyone kind of knows where to find that so that's great um, so visit us in store there uh, online we're elliskeepingcompany.com our instagram handle is elliskeepingcompany as well as uh, our facebook handle
0: Perfect. Oh, Lisa, this was so fun. Thank you so, so much for taking the time to sit down with me today and share with me your story and congratulations to 23 years in business. And here's to many, many more because you you're not going anywhere anytime soon you've still got a long long haul ahead of (laughs) you.
1: well thanks Holly this has been great and nice to see you for (laughs) in person too
0: yes I know I'm gonna have to make a stop in Renfrew and I'll come see you come check it out because I always love stopping in at all of my favorite uh favorite Renfrew stores whenever I have a chance so I'll definitely have to meet you in person at one point that'd be great Everybody, thank you so much to listening to our podcast episode this week. This is OV Boss Babes Podcast. Make sure that you're also following us on social media at OB Boss Babes Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and on TikTok. We're slowly getting on there too. We'll be back next week with another local boss babe in your community. So make sure that you're following along so that you don't miss out. Thanks for being